Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebner, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with Heidi Willis, who is teaching others how to do watercolor art. She's following her passion, and I'm sure she will inspire you to follow yours coming right up. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. The one thing you can do for me is leave a review for the show, which helps us expand to an even larger audience. Thanks, and let's get straight to the interview. Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much for being here on the show. And I know our listeners are excited. There's a lot of artists that are going to be listening to this podcast who might be interested in teaching their own online courses. So I think they're going to learn a lot from you. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Phil. Lovely to be here. And thanks for the invite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's something that's an, uh, certainly a growing area to have arts in uh, online tutorials, it's uh, sort of a great platform to be able to extend our knowledge to people around the world and um, to reach far more people than we could face to face. So, great! It's nice to see that knowledge being shared. Yeah, yeah. So you're an artist, and that's your background. But can you talk a little bit more about what you've been doing before you started creating your online courses? Sure. Yeah, I guess I've had an internationally uh, recognized. Uh, career in fine art since my early 20s, um, originally I suppose in graphic design but um, never actually worked in graphic design. I went straight into um, painting and fine arts just in my own time and it sort of grew from there and without too much thought uh, or sort of consideration to how my career was actually growing, it's just sort of exploded and con continued to um, develop for the last few decades. <clears throat> um, to the point where it's at today. Um, so my area of specialty is in natural history. I guess I'm mostly known uh, for botanical illustration and ontology, which is the illustration of birds. Mm, very cool. Yeah. Actually, my mom is an artist herself, and she does a lot of uh, bird paintings and illustrations, and, and she did that for a while, uh, for professionally uh, a while back. <laughs> Uh, so that's very cool. <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. I mean, it's a really interesting uh, field to work in, not just for the 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 painting process, but the interesting uh, diversity of people that you you meet and work with along the way. And the more you sort of develop your career, the, the more interesting that network becomes. So it's not just uh, artists that you work with; it's scientists, it's botanists, it's gardeners, it's you know conservation people it's breeders and all sorts of extraordinary people so it's a very rich life yeah very neat I was actually <laughs> this is a tangent but I was actually talking to my mom recently about collaborating on a project uh, I'm really into hiking and there's a lot of great trails near us and I thought yeah it'd be cool to put together a book of hiking trails near us and have her illustrate it so it'd be like an illustrated guide and <laughs> it'd have an illustrated guide for the trails but also I could take photos of specific uh, plants or animals that I see and she could 
illustrate them uh so that ah. might be coming out in the few next few years <laughs> oh i should be friends with your mom shouldn't i <laughs> she, <laughs> that sounds wonderful <laughs> i actually told her that i was interviewing you and she checked out your website and she's like wow she's really good <laughs> uh, thank you yeah i did actually uh do some trekking uh, myself for three or four years ago now in um the himalayas in nepal and did a an illustrated written journal from from the uh, the mountains, which was a wonderful experience. So go for it. Neat. Very neat. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, I was looking at your website and your bio, and it sounds like you started by teaching actually live in-person courses, correct? Um, you know, my career is uh, quite interesting because the teaching is just a small pocket of uh, the diversity that I, I sort of explore with my work. There's lots of tangents. So I guess I'm a little bit unique in the sense that I'm not building a career as a tutor mm -hmm. and certainly uh, not as an online tutor either. But along the way, I obviously do a lot of, um, you know, master classes and face-to-face -face teaching and it's just sort of um, evolved into the online tutorials as, you know, a result of the, the demand and the limitations on my own resources to reach everybody. So it's sort of... Uh, a secondary focus for my career but I have been teaching face-to-face -face since I was 19 so lots mm. of years of sort of experience that sort of uh, serves me well coming into doing the online tutorials as a development. Oh cool yeah well I think a lot of people are probably interested in creating courses as just sort of an extra side project that potentially mm. could earn some extra income uh, it's not mm. going to be a full-time income for for everyone so um, I think, right. yeah, so I think that's, that's something that people should be aware of and maybe a good goal to start out with, just have it be sort of a side income. Well, I think you never know the potential of something and without exploring it and giving it a go, you don't really know how that can unfold. Um, honestly, it started as, um, for me, it was a response to trying to manage the inundation of emails and questions that I get about my work and how to do this and do that. And it was becoming a real drain on my time and resources. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll put together some, you know, um, questions and answers type tutorial. And I sort of just threw myself into that and it's exploded from there. And I've now released my second tutorial. <clears throat> so having said that it's a sideline, it's certainly becoming something that's more and more of a focus uh, and, um, you know, a larger slice of my um, professional pie. Um and I also really, I mean, enjoying doing it a lot more than I thought as well. So, you know, what initially started as uh, time management and, and um, you know, problem solving for me has developed into something more. And <clears throat> who knows, it could be something that uh, continues to grow more than I expected. So you just never know. Yeah, that's very true. So you yeah. started, it looks like you started your first online courses on Udemy. Is that correct? That's right. Again, it was a <clears throat> excuse me, asthma. <clears throat> um, it was a time management thing for me, a practicality that I sort of didn't want to develop my own platform um, or have the responsibilities of the the technical issues and the actual legal and financial issues as well. I just needed to keep it simple um, because my existing career is fairly demanding on my time anyway. So I had to build it pretty smart from the start and. I started to interact with Udemy and um, found that their um, 
tech support and staff were really easy to work with. I found the platform easy to work with and uh, for me it's been a really ideal place to sort of test the waters and and um, I haven't been sorry yet, so <laughs> it's been lovely. Yeah, same here. So do you remember <laughs> putting up your first course and what was that that like? Did you expect to make any sales and do you remember that first sale that came in? <clears throat> I definitely remember my first sale. That was, uh, you know, my life is uh, one that has a lot of angels along the way and, um, you know, beautiful people who support what I do and believe in what I do and, and uh, help me in my vision and, um, you know, it sort of grows to a point where you need to have that sort of background um, uh, around you. So one of my best friends was the first one who sneakily jumped in and, bought my tutorial um, and I thought he was crazy but <laughs> he actually bought us a gift for his <clears throat> niece who's uh, I think 15 and looking to uh, start an illustration or you know this line of work so it actually is a, a wonderful gift as well so that was my first sale got to count on your friends not your friends your mum right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but um yeah, I, I guess I did expect to have sales because I, I built the tutorials initially uh, in response to the demand. So, you know, my first few months there were almost all um, my own sales through my own followers, which I have, you know, a large followers um, network and base outside of Udemy that I sort of brought with me mm. to my product. So that really helped me sort of launch into uh, personal success there. Um so that's sort of how that started and uh, um, it was nerve-wracking releasing the first one but it was like, okay, that's done, I just need to get back to my own, my own sort of workload and schedule and, of course, put it out of my mind for a couple of hours and then I started getting emails saying, so when's the next one? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> I've created a monster. And um, so the second one obviously uh, – you know, I, I sort of developed a, it's a fairly ideal starting place for people to move out of the basics course that I created, which more deals with, you know, the questions and answers and the basics and materials and all those sorts of things, um, uh, the foundations for hands-on painting, which, of course, meant that I have to have follow-on actual painting tutorials. So Got they've it. both been successful. So yeah. that was going to be my next question is like, well, what what are your course titles and kind of how did you come up with them? But it sounds like you started with that, yeah, perfect beginner course that answers the most common questions and yeah. now you're moving <clears throat> into more advanced courses or more practical courses. Are you uh, planning to create more courses soon? Uh, I, think, uh, I think the mob won't let me not make more classes. <laughs> so I have started... Um, I've got a couple of things uh, underway, but I won't release. It's sort of, uh, you know, I'll come up with ideas and I've got an opportunity to put um, <clears throat> sort of sections of tutorials together depending on other work that I'm doing or the seasons being botanical. Um, so I've got a few little things underway, but um, in the start of this year, well, now, <clears throat> I'm going to start working on my next tutorials. So... Nice. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've always got you know fifty plates spinning, but um, I need to sort of uh, get back to those uh, the meaty tutorials real soon. And get something out again, so it's exciting. 
Cool. Yeah, that is exciting. So I, a lot of people who do arts uh, or want to teach some sort of course where they're doing something like painting or doing a craft, cooking, what, whatever it is, I, they have a lot of questions about how do I, how should I film this? How should I teach? How should, should I, I hear people doing different ways where they're actually painting and explaining while they're painting or they mm. record everything and then they add a voiceover. What, what has been your stop approach for creating your courses? I think it's not just my approach for creating courses, but also my approach to my work and to teaching. It's just to keep it simple. Uh, you know, I have a fairly casual and organic approach to everything I do, which allows me to be fairly adaptable and, and make use of my time really well. So I have a little window and I'll, you know, sort of jump in. Um, and I think a lot of what I like to uh, to explain to people is that you don't need to have a lot of fancy things to create something wonderful. So for myself, I had my own work camera, which I've been utilising. I, I did buy a little bit of um, uh, a couple of portable lights and a microphone, and apart from that, just my Mac. So I keep it very simple. And my tutorial quality isn't, uh, you know, Hollywood style, and I think that that's okay. I think um, part of what put my own mind to, at, at ease initially was getting the feedback from my own students and my own network, uh, including people who work in the film industry that I, I have connections with, who said, you know, okay is good enough for this sort of thing. Um, and I think if it's too polished that it actually starts to become a little bit intimidating. So that was quite comforting for me to think, all right, well, there's no excuses or reasons for me to just keep thinking, well, I need the next thing or the, you know, the fancier version of something just to get in and get started. And I've got no idea. I mean, it's hard to believe this time last year or even when did I start? April. I started by Googling where is the video button on my camera <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. I love YouTube for that. You know, so I have no technical skills, knowledge. I, I'm not a filmmaker or any of those things. I'm an artist and it's really important to remember that that's your skill, your core, your core skill is what's important. Um, and if you're genuine and passionate about what you do and uh, knowledgeable about your craft, that will be conveyed. So... You know, apart from the obvious things that are important, you know, like, um, you know, video being in focus and the audio being acceptable, just get in and get started. That's perfect advice. Do you know the... It's a learning process for us as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Do you know the mm. model of the microphone or the lights um, or the type of lights you're using? It's you okay if you don't. technology to me. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're big and they're square and bright and then... The microphones, you know, I went up to the shop and said, here's what I'm doing and I need a microphone. And, you know, there's people who know stuff about that stuff and that's who I listen to for those sorts of things. Um, it was a fairly inexpensive microphone, a couple hundred dollars and same for the lights. And um, Cool. Okay, nice. I'm winging it, you know. Yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> Well, you were actually named one of Udemy's 2016 breakout instructors, which is oh, yeah, which is exciting, and a lot of that is based off of uh, people creating great courses and the students being happy with the courses. Is there yeah. anything about your courses that um, you know you talk about being yourself and 
not mm. coming off a you don't want it to be too polished uh, is there anything else about your courses or the way you structure a course that you think the students really like oh i try and be really mindful about where my responsibility starts and ends and that's to a product that sort of meets um my own values and principles and conveys the message that I convey and what I find is that every single person who interacts with that has their own experiences where I get the lovers and the haters and everything in between. Uh, so I guess I'm the wrong person to ask uh, about the experience of taking the course. Um, but uh, I have, I think, about 12, just over 1,200 students um, now in 68 countries or something and about a six point. Uh, four six average out of five. So I, I'm, you know, um, I've got several hundred reviews there, which is sort of giving me a more and more even uh, or level guide as to how I'm performing. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's a good measure for me as well. And the feedback you get from Udemy um, reviews is very helpful to learn and grow and build better products yourself. So, is there anything? I stay focused on the task, not. Not the whole thing, because that can be fairly devastating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there anything from the reviews, maybe a critique that students have given you that have helped you or made you think about future courses, how you would make them differently? Um, not so much. I mean, I'm fairly confident in my own direction. And, you know, um, there's been a couple of times where students have, you know, um, been negative and I sort of explained to them, you've got to have a level of confidence in the tutor that you're choosing. If you don't have that confidence, you need to find a different tutor. And that really comes back to my own confidence in my own craft and my skills in, in teaching. And you've got to come back to that sense within yourself or it's uh, disorienting and you can try and meet everybody's needs and lose focus. So um, you really have to sort of hold on to the bigger picture and your own vision and be true to that. Are you enjoying this episode? We hope you're learning to become a better course creator. If you want to fast track your success, get the free seven step guide to success at onlinecoursemasters.com. Now let's get back to the show. So I think there's also a lot of people who might teach live courses uh, and they're thinking about creating online courses. Is there anything that you would recommend for them to keep in mind about converting a live course to a an online course and the way you teach or the way you structure or is it kind of just the same and you just record it? I think it's probably the same it's more spontaneous I suppose and there's benefits pros and cons about whichever approach and whatever content you put in I think there's a lot I mean I love the organic sort of element to teaching and to dealing with people um, so I think that could be a really interesting sort of dimension to explore I haven't done the live filming live uh, tutorials or courses myself I've only done the static ones so I yeah yeah okay maybe I should maybe I should explore that <laughs> yeah maybe maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that Udemy you drove a lot of traffic to your courses on Udemy have you seen that um, you're getting more organic sales to your courses just from people finding them on the platform yeah, I mean, it's hard to know where things come from always. I don't spend a lot of time looking at my stats, just so I've got too much to do. Um, but the information's all there. Um, I take a glance at it and go, it's still moving, it's still moving, and sometimes it's going to come from me and sometimes it's going to come from uh, the support that Udemy offers, which is, is impressive as well. 
Um, but for me now, you know, I've sort of had the Christmas break and um, some travel time and I've been doing some of my own work. So it's, it's um, uh, when I come back to doing the new tutorial, my organic growth will, will pick up again. So it's kind of wonderful to have that, that um, backup for the lulls when you're sort of uh, creating a new course or working on other sort of aspects of your career that it doesn't just completely die like it might on your own platform. So I guess there is a critical mass now where it's just got its, a life of its own and more and more people uh, know of the work that you're doing um, just by building good products. You can rely on that happening. Yeah. You know, and I have a, a great social media following. I think it's around 40,000 at the minute, which is something I've only been growing for um, the last three, uh, four years, I suppose, really sort of actively growing. So it's not, not ter a terrible following to sort of be able to just plug in and sort of bring that um, awareness to whatever venture you're sort of exploring uh, with your career. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. And with the social media, are you – uh, focusing on one platform or have you seen more growth in a specific platform? Yeah, I've, um, I guess Facebook was this place I started um, and uh, about nine months ago, I think around March last year, I started uh, on Instagram, um, which grew within a month to about 10,000 people. So it was quite surprising to me. I was like, the hell are these people do? Where, where do they come from? That you know, that's just continuing to grow. And um, and then I recently did a, a large article with International Artist Magazine. Um, it was on the front cover of that. So I, I set up um, a YouTube channel, which is totally new to me as well. Um, but sort of more uh, relevant now that I'm doing the tutorials and short videos and sort of getting into that dimension of. Um, sharing my work with my followers, um, more in preparation for the videos that they were sort of cross-promoting of my work and blah, blah, blah. And I went away for a month and came back and had, you know, 800, 900 followers. And, and again, it was like, you know, what are they watching? <laughs> now I've now I've got to feed this uh, this platform as well. But it's, it's kind of interesting because I thought that each uh, or all of the platforms would sort of serve the same purpose and the same network of people, but they're very different and diverse um, how they work. Uh, you know, each of them have their own sort of benefits and ways of utilising them successfully for anything that I'm, I'm working on. So, yeah, I guess uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram and YouTube have become my most popular or common ones. Um, and I do try and limit it because I've got to manage it, you know, it just becomes more and more and more more things to manage and spread yourself too thin and other things start to get compromised. So it's a constant struggle of where do I place my energy and resources for the, the most uh, benefit. Yeah, and I've heard that Instagram is is really good for artists. I've actually interviewed a couple other artists and everyone seems to be mentioning Instagram as kind of the the platform that is growing the fastest. Um, There's no doubt, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, definitely. And it, it's it's very visual platform and it eliminates a lot of the, the waffling that you get on Facebook. Um, I'm also finding now that my numbers are getting higher, followers and the interaction. I always like to interact with people who bother to interact with me. Um, 
the it's more manageable for me on Instagram, whereas Facebook's much more sort of dialogue. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, to manage my time and the volume of people, Instagram's becoming more and more um, yeah. realistic. Well, I'm looking at your Instagram right now, and I'm wondering how how often are you actually posting? Um, it mm, it depends like- on. Depends on the projects I'm working on. The last, the end of last year, I did a lot of uh, commercial illustration, graphic design type uh, work for my clients. Uh, I'm also the uh, botanical illustrator for companies like Australian Geographic magazine. So, those sorts of commercial clients come up, and it's a pretty snappy deadline. Um, uh, fortunately, I can share a lot of that stuff with my followers, even though the copyright sold, which is wonderful. Um, but then, you know, if I move into, um, you know, my, my major works or commissions, that sort of fine art painting, then it's probably once a day that I try and post. But I have no problem also not posting for a month if I need a break or if I'm traveling or if I'm working on something that I just don't have the time. So, um, you know, I find that it doesn't hurt me. In fact, sometimes I get more followers not posting, <laughs> which is quite funny. But, um you know, it's it's sort of not just sharing your work, it's sharing your life as well, and that's the thing, you know, that people enjoy about fine arts is really investing in you as a brand, not just your work. And when you get to a certain point in your career, that's how it sort of evolves. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's um, – <clears throat> yeah, anyway. It's, well, it's, yeah, I think that's really good advice is like – you got to be consistent and and somewhat mm. serious about a platform to help it grow, but also don't take it too serious that it ends up like burdening you having to post every single day. Uh, it's nice mm. to be able to say, oh, I'm just going to take a, a few weeks off and kind of recoup. And Of course, that very rarely ha- actually happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and the, the benefit of um, the social media platforms too, as much as it can be uh, a time management thing, it is something that keeps you moving because you know that, you know, people are watching and people are interested. So it's an energy that feeds you to continue being productive as well. So it's a very positive thing if you look at it that way. Sometimes you want to just, you know, go to the beach or drink yeah. coffee or cocktails or something. You go, actually, no, I, I really am focused on this and growing this. And so it's kind of um, food for my career and thoughts as well it's a two-way street yeah Uh, so on instagram i'm just amazed by your profile on instagram and how many followers and the likes you're getting for all these uh, your latest posts is there any strategy you had in terms of like tagging or content or was it just kind of all organic and you just started posting and I never have a plan. I just sort of roll <laughs> along. And technology and me are not friends, which is um, probably one of the biggest challenges um, that I face managing the business side of my career, uh, which is a career that I, I got into particularly because it's not technical <laughs> technology, right? Um, so ironic that that's still such a big component of what I need to get my head around. But you just jump in and you find ways to overcome those challenges anyway. And the more focused you are on your own work and the the better the work you're producing, the more people will back you. So if I have technical problems or issues now, there's always somebody that I can get some good advice from to, um, you know, help, help me keep moving as well. Yeah, yeah. Great. So back to the online courses, uh, you're driving a lot of traffic to the courses yourself. Um, 
how are you doing that? Is this through an email list, through your website, just post on social media or, or all of the above? Just all of the above. I don't have an email um, uh, and mailing list, um, which is on the to-do list. I'll have to get, <laughs> get around to that. No, I just think, you know, like if work hard, do a great job. If it's visual and great quality and interesting to people, then it just has a life of its own and that's what I really sort of rely on. I mean, at the end of the day, I paint to produce, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful uh, fine art and, you know, that's my focus and the fact that people share that journey with me is uh, is wonderful but it's not something that I ever intended to, to, to have or to continue building but... You know, that's the beauty of organic growth. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Are you, um, so your courses are priced on Udemy at $70. Is that how much people are typically paying? Or are you discounting a lot for promotions? Yeah, I've learned a lot about the pricing and there's a few things on Udemy that I, uh, you know, I say I'm not sure about, but I also trust Udemy's experience with how things work as well. It's um, a bit of a sticky situation and still one I'm sort of trialling and uh, to get just the right balance for me. And it's not a static thing either. It's very organic as well. And what meets your needs initially may change down the track and certainly as Udemy's um, uh, business profile and uh, processes change as well, you have to adapt. Um so for me initially it was a lot of organic growth and that was great. Uh, now I'm sort of plugging into Udemy promotions because that's part of the benefit of Udemy, but it definitely hits you in the in the pocket a little. So yeah. you know, for now I'm sort of happy just um, you know sharing my knowledge with people and and having a product that people can actually um, sort of plug into in their own time and space. And um, uh, you know, there's all sorts of Udemy promotions that you can pick up the courses at far cheaper prices or even directly through my website, which um, helps me continue to do what I do and reaching more and more people um, the most is to go directly through my website. And that's at about $35, I think, through my website. And so do you you just on your website just have links to the courses um, or? I do. I have a tab on my website. It's a classrooms tab or classroom tab. Uh, you can just hit that. There's information about the courses available with direct links. There's information about the uh, courses that are on the drawing board that I'm currently producing. There's also information on things like student materials kits that um, uh, company Eckersley's here in Australia are now endorsing my uh, tutorials, which is wonderful. So they've done a um, a materials kit's one-stop shop so that students can um, hit one button and have the kit with everything they need sent off to them. So the materials can be a little bit of a challenge. You know, people in different countries with different accesses to materials can be quite limiting. And uh, even if it's not limiting, it's quite difficult to know what's what to buy and what not to buy and to actually source all those things is a great amount of time. So they've worked with uh, me to produce that kit, which is fantastic startup for, for our students to sort of get underway. That's makes cool. It, makes life very simple. So, yeah. yeah. Are you making, are you an affiliate for this? Are you making any money for referring people to that kit or? No, because I'm an artist. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to paint here. I'm really That's... not that business minded. That's great. Uh, I love it. <laughs> for, for now, but you know, I'm just trying to sort of make a living and continue doing what I'm doing well and sharing it and 
pulling everybody along with me as best I can. So, um, you know, artists are notoriously bad at making money and business. So I, I teeter on the edge of somewhere, somewhere if uh, they're really crap at it and doing okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I the affiliates and all that sort of stuff. Look, it's sort of uh, at this point just trying to manage my priorities with my time and um, maybe down the track I'll sort of get more in, involved in all of that sort of stuff. But it's more than I can chew at this point. Yeah, no, just start with what you can and, uh, mm. yeah, take it not too seriously. I think that's good. What um, <laughs> What is your typical day look like as an artist? Are you constantly working on projects for people, for yourself? Yeah, well, I, I'm over 40 now, so I, I you know, spent um, – my last uh, four or five years working nonstop, you know, 16 to 20 hours a day. Um, at this point, you know, my eyes are starting to get tired, so I'm trying to work a little bit less, but I don't get away with that too much. Uh, typical days, um, you know, I start from about five or six in the morning and I'll sort of start painting pretty much straight away. And you think, oh, okay, well, I'll brush my hair and I'll get dressed in a minute and then it's, you know, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, dinner, dinner goes on to, uh, you know, bedtime and, oh, look, I'm already in my pyjamas. It's wonderful. <laughs> so, um, you know, I work till my eyes get tired around 10 or 11 at night and um, that's pretty typical for seven days a week. So, you wow. know, it's a lot. It's wow. nonstop. Yeah. Even when I'm not working, my mind is on the job or if I'm sort of hiking or travelling even, it's always, always on the job. So, yeah. What yeah, about, that's the way it has to be. Yeah. Have you um, thought about putting your courses on other platforms like Skillshare? I know this is, you know, more work, but have you checked out Skillshare or any other platforms? Um, I haven't. I have a lot of IT friends, which is really wonderful. I also work in um, IT, ironically. Um, don't tell my boss I'm terrible at it. <laughs> I don't know that they, they like me, so I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, it was them who put me onto the platforms initially because I knew nothing about it. Um, I am aware that there's other platforms that I should explore. I guess it comes down to time management as well and just sort of only biting off as much as you can chew and I'm sort of at my limit. And I'm also very new to it. So, you know, I'm kind of open to where it can go from here. I know I get approached a lot by the success of Udemy and um my career in general to come over to other platforms but again I still like to keep things simple and I don't know how much that hurts me or or not but there is a there is um uh something to be gained by keeping things simple mm -hmm. yeah so you know, it is almost at a point now where I'm thinking about taking someone on to to you know PA type help just to help me manage my career and um, my workload and sort of take care of all the other stuff like that, doing the homework on where else it should go, all the business side of things. Um, so, you know, that's something that will come onto the table down the track if things keep developing like they are. So, you know, uh, options come with opportunity as things continue to grow and, yeah. you know, it's, it's always a fluid state. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, you know, keeping it simple with the platforms you sell your courses is a, good, is a good idea to grow there and same with social media. But if you do take a next step, I would definitely consider Skillshare because there are a lot of art courses on there. Um, it could be something that you just, you know, put them up there and 
let them go. Uh, and you don't have to do as much uh, promotion over there. I think there's a bit more organic growth, um, especially for creative courses, uh, I'm guessing like yours. <laughs> so that's my little right. tidbit for, for when you okay. have an extra minute. Yeah, and like that's one of the, the great things about these platforms is you're not locked into exclusivity. You know, you're sort of free to explore other options as well. And at this point, I'm still discovering that there is a, you know, a strong demand for the work that I do. And yeah, I'll check it out. Won't hurt. Yeah, cool. Um, so just a quick tidbit for, for artists who are getting started. Do you have any advice for someone who is trying to make a career out of art? Uh, it's a funny question that I'm asked because my first immediate response is don't teach if you don't know your craft. I'm really tired of everyone thinking that they know enough to teach. And at the same time, I sort of appreciate that everyone's got something to offer. Um, so if you can find sort of an, uh, an area or a niche that you, you're knowledgeable about and skillful or passionate about um, and can find that point of difference, just, you know, go for it. You don't need a lot to get started. Um, again, just love, love your work, have a lot of fun and let, let your own personality come through. Great, great. So for all of our listeners who want to find out more about you, where should we direct them? a website it's uh, heidiwillis.com.au there's plenty to to learn about and uh, links you can follow to my courses and current projects and works in my blog and all sorts of information and opportunities that are available there uh, including you know opportunities for face-to-face -face tutorials uh, workshops masterclasses that sort of thing um, public events speaking uh, all kinds of things go on there otherwise I've got uh, Facebook which is Heidi Willis Artist. Uh, it's a great place to follow because it's uh, very interactive. All, all my works in progress and sort of studio sh studio um, um, shots and all, all kinds of information goes on to there. So it's quite a fun place. Or Instagram, which is Heidi Willis Art. Um, I guess my YouTube channel as well, Heidi Willis something. You can Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So Heidi Willis everywhere. And I'll link to all of these places on the blog article which is going to end up on the website, onlinecoursemasters.com. So thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm looking forward to following you on social media and seeing where your courses go. Yeah, and your mom. Make sure your mom gets on board too. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Like she's going to be listening right. to this one and she'll. I'm sure she'll be Hi, inspired. <laughs> All right. I love you, moms. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much. A, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Phil, and all the best. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks, Phil. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, there's no better way to learn how to create and sell online courses than heading over to onlinecoursemasters.com and downloading your free seven-step guide to success. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show wherever you listen and make sure to leave a rating. If you do, I might even read it on a future show. Help us reach our first 100 ratings. It'll just take one extra minute of your time. Thanks, have a beautiful day, and we'll see you next week on the next episode.